Welcome to the Avoiding Divorce Podcast. My name is Steve and I want to welcome you to and thank you for listening to today's episode. Just a quick reminder, we do have a email address, avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. That's avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. Please feel free to email us. Let us know about your situation or if you have any comments or questions feel free to email them to that to that address and we will um, take that under consideration for future podcasts that's avoiding divorce at gmail.com and once again thanks for listening welcome to episode nine of the avoiding divorce podcast i'm your host steve I want to take a minute to thank those that have taken the time to email with questions and comments. I want to especially thank those that have been so complimentary of the podcast. And I want to apologize to those that continue to ask why there aren't more episodes and that they're not coming on a more regular basis. I want to assure you that we are doing everything we can to correct that to try to get as many topics lined up and find the time to record and publish those future podcast episodes. So we continue to hope that eventually we'll get to a cadence of about one episode a week, um, anywhere from 20 minutes to a half hour per episode. So I ask you to please remain patient as we work through that. In the first segment today, I want to talk about a really important topic. It's a topic that lots of folks that are going through a difficult time in their marriage when when their spouses come to them and said that they want a divorce struggle with and that is the setting of boundaries. Most left behind spouses understand that they need to have boundaries in place but they really don't know how to set those boundaries or what those boundaries should look like. They also don't understand how to properly enforce those boundaries. And most of the time it's because people really misunderstand what boundaries are, what they're meant to do, and what they are really um, trying to Uh, get the left-behind spouse to do from an action standpoint. We've made the point on this podcast before that you can't control your walkaway spouse. That you shouldn't try to control your walkaway spouse. That your frustration and um, their it will continue to rise if you do and their desire to leave will continue to go up if you try to control them. A lot of times the left behind spouse has been guilty of being controlling in the marriage anyway. And so trying to control your walkaway spouse after they've said to you that they want out of the marriage is definitely not something that you want to be engaging in. And so you have to look at boundaries that you're setting and be really honest with yourself. Are you setting the boundary to try to control your walkaway spouse or not? Remember, we've talked before that if you truly love your spouse, then you want them to be happy no matter what, even if that means 
not staying in the marriage. And this is a difficult concept for left-behind spouses to wrap their head around. Boundaries aren't about trying to control your walkaway spouse. Boundaries are enforcing being respected and um, not putting up with behavior that makes you look weak and makes you look like you're desperate for your walkaway spouse to stay. And so what do we mean by that? Well, most left-behind spouses are tempted to set boundaries by going to their walkaway spouse and saying things like, I'd like to set a boundary that we don't see other people until we're divorced. Or, I don't, I would appreciate it if you didn't talk to your affair partner while, you know, we're, we're trying to decide, figure out what we want to do. Or those sorts of things. And really, if you think about it, when you say things like that, if you look at what's really happening underneath the surface, you realize that really what you're saying is, I don't want you to behave this way, and therefore I'm going to, um, you know, ask you or try to control you, try to keep you from doing something that I don't want you to do. Again, most of the time the walkaway walkaway spouse is um, walking away because there were controlling behaviors in the marriage potentially or that sort of behavior. So when you when you do things like that and you try to control your spouse in that way, what you're really doing is you're really enforcing to them that they're doing the right thing by walking away from the marriage. And obviously that's probably the opposite of what you want to do. Furthermore, boundaries like saying, I don't think we should see other people, or I don't think you should be in contact with the affair partner while we're trying to figure out what to do. When you, when you set a boundary like that, there's no enforcement. In other words, what are you going to do if they break that boundary? What are you going to do if they do see other people or if they do contact their affair partner? Are you going to cry? Are you going to be upset? Are you going to mope? You know, are you going to be angry? What is the result or the the consequence of them crossing that boundary? And then you quickly realize that because you're not setting a consequence or you don't have a clear uh, action plan for when they, uh, you know, break that boundary, that it's really an attempt to try to control them and keep them from doing something that you're not comfortable with or don't want them to do. So what does a real boundary look like? Well, first of all, a real boundary is not something that you um, verbalize to your walkaway spouse. I've talked about my own situation a few years ago, and I had spoken to an anti-divorce uh, writer who did anti-divorce coaching and one of the things that she told me was that I should set a 
end date for my marriage. So if my spouse was not committed back to the marriage by a certain date, then I would go file for divorce myself. And this is what a boundary looks like because I didn't verbalize that to my wife. I set a date that was one year past the the date that she had said she wanted a divorce. And I was committed to if she did not fully commit back to the marriage by that date, that I was going to go file for a divorce. So the boundary was that she could not remain uncommitted to the marriage for an indefinite amount of time and that if one year had passed and she still wasn't committed to the marriage, then the consequence was that I would go file for divorce myself. And so if we look back at the examples that I gave a minute ago about weak boundaries or controlling boundaries, a real boundary would be something like saying to yourself that if he or she continues to contact their affair partner, that you will then go file for divorce or that you will um, ask them to uh, leave um, the house or you will um, move towards getting a separation agreement in place. So the boundary is what you're not going to tolerate and the consequence is the action that you are going to take if that boundary is broken. Another example of, of this is something else we've talked about before on this podcast is not allowing your walkway spouse to disrespect you. And they often do this through uh, verbal uh, assaults or, you know, speaking down to you. And so the boundary that you can set is that if or when they start being disrespectful, that you are going to end the conversation. And the way that this looks like is you're in a conversation with them. Usually it's a relationship talk that they started because remember, you're not supposed to be starting relationship discussions. So they start a relationship discussion and they start to get disrespectful in that relationship discussion. Maybe they get angry with you or they start belittling you or they start blaming you they start raising their voice, whatever the behavior is. And you've personally set a boundary that you're not going to tolerate that. And so the consequence is, is that you will calmly tell them that you will not stand for being spoken to that way. And then you turn and walk away. The boundary is that you won't tolerate being disrespected and the action that you're going to take is you're going to end the discussion and walk away. So that's what boundaries really look like. The boundary is not about trying to control what your spouse does. It's about controlling what you will put up with and what you won't put up with and what the consequence of that boundary is, the action you're going to take if that boundary is is crossed. And so it's it's really important to think about this, especially since we've talked before on this podcast about commanding respect, that you have boundaries that are enforceable, that you're willing to take action on and follow through 
with that action. The worst thing that you can do and what makes you look really weak is to verbalize a boundary that you have no capacity, no authority, no way of enforcing, and then allowing them to break that boundary over and over again without consequence. So make sure that when you think about setting boundaries, one, you're not being controlling, and two, that you understand the, the boundary is about the action you're going to take if that boundary is crossed, and not what you're expecting your spouse to do or not to do um, when that boundary is crossed. So hopefully this has been a helpful segment to you. We're going to take a brief break now and we'll be back um, to talk about something else, uh, another subject in the second, in the second segment. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the second segment of episode nine of the Avoiding Divorce podcast. My name is Steve. I'm your host. I want to thank you for listening and thank you for holding on through the break. In this segment, we're going to talk about a question that comes up quite often by left behind spouses, and that's how to act as if when uh, you're dealing with your walkaway spouse or um, to put it another way, how to remain emotionally even, even though your spouse may come to you and say things that really upset you, uh, really hurt you, or, you know, just how, how to deal emotionally with all of that. We've talked before on this podcast about um, being properly detached or um, to put the way I like to talk about it is being self-differentiated. And, you know, that's really a, co a deep concept. We spent a whole episode talking about that. Um, so I advise you, if you still have questions about that, to go back and, and listen to that episode. But it's really about how to remain emotionally even no matter what your spouse says or does. And so many left-behind spouses have questions about that. You know, we live in a society today where people wear their emotions on their sleeves. You don't have to drive down the road very far before you cross the, a path of somebody who will get angry for you for driving too fast or driving too slow or for using your turn signal too late or not at all or um, not knowing where you're going or whatever it is. With You know, people are just so emotionally on edge that they're ready to show you their negative emotion at any moment in time. And we've talked before on this podcast about how as the left behind spouse, being emotional, reacting emotionally is not a good thing. You'd never want to react emotionally. No matter what your spouse says or, or does, you want to make sure that you are responding to them, not reacting to them. And so the question always comes up, well, when they come up to me and say this, or I catch them in this behavior, how do I remain calm? How do I remain even? How do I not get upset or get sad or 
get angry or whatever the reaction the 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 um you know your natural reaction uh, might be and admittedly this is a difficult part of this whole process of of trying to do the things that will attract your spouse back to you instead of doing the things that will push them further away. There's no doubt about it that this is a very difficult one because we tend to be emotional creatures and we tend to want to react emotionally to the stimuli that's around us. Um, I've said before that the more emotionally even you can be right from the get-go, the better off you will be in your situation and it'll be quicker, a quicker turnaround in your situation as well. I've often used the analogy that even if your spouse came up to you and said that they had participated in a threesome with two other people, that if you could just act, oh, okay, or act like it didn't bother you, that the, um, the, their reaction and, and, and the way that they would approach your situation from that point forward would, would change quite, quite dramatically, quite drastically. I mean, it would really take, uh, somebody who is a sociopath to not, be uh, affected by telling their spouse something that normally would devastate them and to have that spouse react in a very calm, even manner. So it's really a, 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 you know, a, a really good uh, tactic, a really good weapon to have in your arsenal to be able to remain calm and even. Your spouse is expecting you to react negatively to certain things that they say or do. In fact, a lot of walkaway spouses bank on that. Um, sometimes walkaway spouses will actually do what we call is a temperature check of the left behind spouse. So when you start getting really good at going out and getting a life, recapturing that, that person you were before you knew your spouse and working on your self-improvements and being properly and lovingly detached or self-differentiated from, from your walkaway spouse, when you start getting really good at those things, really taking the focus off of them, putting the focus on yourself, they're going to start to feel that loss of control. And so there's going to be times when they're tempted to do a temperature check where they come and remind you that they still want to get a divorce or remind you that they, they want to get separated or tell you that they are planning on speaking to an attorney or going and filing for divorce or, or whatever else it is that they're really looking to see what your reaction is. When you start to behave in ways that, that they don't expect, they're going to try to push your buttons to see if they've got you still on, on the hook. You know, we've talked before on this podcast about 
the fact that walkaway spouses see the left behind spouse as plan B. That way, if for whatever reason their plan A doesn't pan out, whether it's you know an affair partner that ends up staying with, with their spouse or breaks up with them or they come to a realization that financially divorce isn't going to be advantageous for them or, or whatever ends up bursting their, their bubble, um, you know, their fantasy bubble of how great, uh, life after divorce would be, um, you know, they want to be able to fall back on you and have you there as their safety net. And we talked before about as you start to remove that safety net, as you start to move forward with your life without your walkaway spouse, as they start to see you're going to be okay with or without them, that'll put them in a very uncomfortable position where they want to see if they still have a hold on you and see if they still have sway over you. And so that's a a lot of times when they'll come to you and remind you that they want a divorce or tell you they've set a date for filing for, for the divorce itself or say something else that normally would cause you to react. And being able to remain calm and act as if everything was okay no matter what they say or do really has a tremendous impact on them. But the question that often comes up is, how do you do that? How do you control your emotions? And it, it's not an easy thing. And I don't want anybody listening to this podcast to think that I'm, I'm in any way minimizing how difficult that is to control your emotions. What I would suggest to you is you try to get control of your outward show of emotions. Become a poker player that can keep a straight face even in the face of adversity and in the face of seeing and hearing things that would normally upset you. You can be going crazy on the inside, but remaining emotionally even, no matter what the walkaway spouse says or does, is really, really imperative in helping you to uh, have an impact on your situation um, for for the positive. I know that in my own situation, um, I think I've told the story before, maybe not, but my my walkaway wife when she was when she was in walkaway mode, I had um, told her that there was no way I would consider reconciliation without full transparency on her part. Which, what that meant was that she could have no passwords, secret accounts, anything that I didn't have access to. And her initial reaction to that was, okay, well, I guess I got to start working on, on my resume because her plan was to get a job, get an apartment, and get a divorce. And so for the next day and a half, she went and worked on her resume the second, and, and I was very supportive of that. When she'd ask questions about her resume, I'd answer them. I, I, I stayed throughout all of that exchange and everything. I stayed very emotionally even. 
And even when she asked me if I was okay with her buying interview books so that she could go on interviews for her jobs, um, I was very supportive of that and, and said she could, you know, buy whatever she she thought would help. This was the exact opposite of what she thought or how she thought I was going to react. And at the the next day in the evening, she came to me very weepy and very emotional and started talking about how she felt like she wasn't doing the right thing and what she was doing was wrong. And I don't think she would have reacted that way if I had been emotional and if I had been angry and distant and if I had taken the attitude of, you're getting a job in order to leave me, so I'm not going to help you in any way. And so I think it's really important, and it really goes a long way, if you can remain emotionally even. Now, there's no question that throughout all of that, on the inside, I was going crazy. On the inside, you know, every, every fiber in my body was wanting to shout at the top of my lungs, you don't have to do this. You know, you don't have to um, become self-sufficient. We can continue to operate our lifestyle and our household the way that we're doing now if you would just give up this, this need or this desire to get a divorce and leave. But I didn't let that come out, and I remained very even. And I even remember the next day when I was in the shower breaking down and, and crying because my ability to keep my emotions in check was actually having an impact on my situation and on my walkaway spouse. So it's really uh, important for you to try to work on this. And it, it's, it's difficult at first, but as you continue to work on it, it will get easier. It'll get easier and easier to control your outward show of, show of emotion. And the other thing that I found was that being able to control my outward show of, my outward show of emotion, um, my inward feelings soon followed suit. And I was able to become much more even emotionally, even inside as time went on. And this is this is a skill that I've continued to try to develop, even though in my situation we moved into reconciliation and you know we we continue to to work on our marriage to this day. I found that working on this ability to not react in a in a emotional way has had huge impact on my relationships, not only with my wife but with my kids, with with my coworkers, with extended family, with anybody that you come in contact with. So I encourage you to, to work on it. It is possible to control those outward show of emotions and to become emotionally even no matter what not only your walkaway spouse, but anybody in your life says or does. If you have any questions or comments on this, feel free to email me at avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. I know this is a really deep subject. We've only spent 15 minutes on it. And we could probably spend 
a couple of hours talking about it. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out at, at that email address and we'll be glad to um, respond to you or if need be, we'll even have a future segment and an episode to delve into this subject a little bit deeper. So hopefully this episode has been helpful to you. And as always, do whatever you can to avoid divorce. Thank you.